Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career, but you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnot. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. Welcome back. This is episode 50 of Teachers in Transition. My name is Kitty Boytnot, the owner of Teachers in Transition and Boytnot Coaching. If you've listened to me before, you know that each week I alternate topics between stress management and career transition, and this week's topic is stress management. And what occurs to me to talk about with regard to stress is what's going on in the world right now and that we are all, I'm sure, very, very aware of what's going on in our health uh, community as well as our economic community. And that is the impact of the coronavirus. So I want to offer the disclaimer, I am not a physician. I am not a medical expert in any way, shape or form. I am a trained stress management coach. And I do have an understanding of the impact of stress on our overall health. In fact, what I tell my clients is that stress gone unmanaged will make you sick. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Because when you experience a stressful event, what happens is your immune system becomes compromised. And that's part of the reason, if you've ever noticed that you experienced some stressful event, it does not matter whether it was a major event or a minor event, if it caused you stress, with almost like clockwork, within seven to ten days, you will come down with a cold, you might feel bad and and come down with flu-like symptoms, you might even develop sinusitis or bronchitis, but like clockwork, you'll wind up with some kind of respiratory issue. It's part of being human. Um, In my case, when I'm particularly stressed, I experience gastrointestinal issues. Um, And I remember uh, when I was much, much younger, many, many years ago, we were experiencing in my town at the time, arson. There was someone who was going around different apartment complexes, setting fires in the laundry room 
And there were a couple of people who actually died because they weren't able to get out of their apartment before their apartment was overcome with smoke or flames. And we got word from the police community that our apartment complex was based on the pattern that they had determined might be one of the next apartment complexes to be targeted. And I remember going to my roommate's parents' home for dinner that night. We talked about it. We even made contingency uh, methods for getting out of, we lived in a third floor apartment, so we rigged up a, a rope that we'd be able to use to climb down from the third third story window if, if we found that we couldn't get through the stairwell because of smoke or flames. And I thought I was handling all of that just fine, and I came home after we had had dinner and I got ready for bed and I went to bed and within an hour I was throwing up everything that I'd had for dinner. And I am certain that it was nerves, it was fear, it was, you know, concern about what if we were the next apartment building to be targeted. Uh, the good news on that story is that the person who was starting the fires was arrested before he ever got to our apartment complex. Um, the irony is that the young person who was setting all of those fires was also on the fire crew. And he set the fires so that he could help put them out. Go figure. There are all kinds of people in the world, right? But that was my first experience with having a physical or first experience I'm aware of. There may have been others that I just didn't connect. A physical manifestation of fear, worry, and concern. Now, given the scope of what's going on in the world right now, and I'm recording this on Monday, March 9th, maybe by Thursday when this drops, Things will have settled down and the world will be all right again. But at the moment, um, the stock market is down 2,000 points. And that's on top of all of the losses for last week. And so if you have money in an IRA or stock market or 401k or even your 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 retirement, whatever retirement plan you may have, that is concerning. Hopefully that will start to set itself right again before too much longer. But then on top of that news, the reason for that news is the underlying concern, worry about the economic impact of the coronavirus. Having whole countries having to close down whole cities and Italy apparently just closing down a major portion of their country because of the sudden outbreak and the drastic number of uh, illnesses that have spiked just in the last week. And we are getting all kinds of messages from all kinds of uh, messengers. And what I would like to suggest today is that the information you pay attention to be information that comes from medical experts, not pundits on the news, 
not people who are trying to downplay anything more than you want to listen to somebody who's trying to scare the bejesus out of you. You want to get the facts. You want to be armed with facts that are based on evidence. And then you want to do what you can, what's within the realm of your possibility and your responsibility. Do what you can to take care of yourself and your loved ones. Now, I was at a Toastmasters meeting this weekend where we were fist bumping instead of shaking hands. And shaking hands has always been the way we passed off the stage for one another. Now we're bumping fists or bowing or elbow punching, whatever, in order to avoid unnecessarily exposing one another to germs that may or may not be on our hands. This is the time of year when a lot of people have allergies, they're blowing their noses, they're sneezing, they're coughing, has nothing to do with coronavirus, but they're still conscious of the germs that they may be spreading. And there is the possibility that there might be somebody in the group who had a relative who just got back from an Italian vacation and maybe they picked up the virus there or they were in China on business and you know unwittingly brought back the virus. So the the point I'm trying to make is one of my friends who made the comment wasn't so much that she was worried about picking up the virus for herself. She has a 91-year-old mother who is living with her. She doesn't want to be taking the virus home with her to possibly pass to her elderly mother. For people who have parents in nursing homes, I know my mom is no longer living, but there was a time when she was in a nursing facility because she was recovering from a a long illness. And had this kind of virus hit her nursing home, like it has in, in the nursing home in Washington State, it would be terribly concerning for me and my siblings. So the point I'm trying to make is that during this high stress time, we're all at high alert because we're worried as a community, as a global community, about how to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe from this particular threat. And I want to urge you not to be paying attention to crackpot theories that you might see on Facebook or Twitter or any other platform. I want you not to be paying attention to the people who are for political reasons, trying to downplay the threat that may be facing us all. I want you to listen to the medical experts, the people who have been trained in this area who can give you good, solid advice on how to keep yourself safe. And then I want you, and then and those around you safe as well, And then I want you to consider what you can do individually that can help to um, minimize the potential for carrying or spreading um, illness amongst your, your friends, colleagues, and loved ones. So I have heard from medical experts that if you are feeling ill, you should contact your doctor. Don't go to work just to be on the safe side. 
at least until you can, in fact, get tested, which may or may not be anytime soon based on information that I'm hearing. So monitor how you feel. And certainly if you're running a temperature, for whatever reason, you need to stay home from work if you can. I know having said that, some people don't get paid if they don't go to work. And that's tough too. We, we need to look at how that works for an occasion like this when it's in everyone's best interest for you to stay home. So you know, paid medical leave may be something we need to be taking a serious look at. But washing your hands more often, being aware of when you cough or sneeze, coughing into your elbow instead of into your hand. These are just basic things that medical experts are saying that we can do to help protect ourselves and other people. And uh, to the extent that you can, maybe curtail some of your travel for right now, especially if you're in a high-risk group like someone with a pre-existing condition that might make you more vulnerable to the virus or someone who's in the age group that the doctors have determined are slightly higher risk. I'm in my late, mid to late 60s. And so I am in the group that they say, if you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, you're at a higher risk for contracting the disease and not coping with it as well as if I were much younger. Apparently, the illness has little effect on very young children or teenagers or young people. It's as we are older and have other underlying health conditions that may impact us that we need to be mindful. So for myself, uh, there was a conference that I had thought about attending in California. I'm not going. There was another reunion of a group of my friends that I would need to travel by air to get to and then would be with people from all over the country. Um, I decided not to go to that either. Um, and there's another conference coming up in May that I haven't registered for yet, and I think I'm going to wait and see how things have panned out by later in um, March or early April before I make a decision about whether to go to that conference or not. Conferences are being canceled for the very reason that they don't want to bring together large groups of people where you might be in close quarters and in danger of unintentionally spreading germs that may contain the coronavirus. So my ultimate message is in order to try to manage your stress level during these stressful times, remember the importance of taking deep cleansing breaths during the day just to help calm you to be more mindful in the moment about being grateful for the things that you do have that are going well and pay attention to those things you have control over as opposed to the things you have no control over. And be sure that you continue to get the sleep that you need so that you can be well, get the nutrition that you need from good whole foods, whole grains, whole uh, fresh vegetables. Get some exercise so that you are in better shape than you might be if you're not 
getting at least 30 minutes of rigorous exercise, even if it's just walking around the neighborhood or taking the dog for a brisk walk. Um, drinking the water that you need, uh, being sure that you drink certain teas that are strong in antioxidants that might be able to help to build your immune system. Because here's the thing, your immune system will be depressed if you succumb to stress. So be careful about succumbing to the stress. Be armed with facts, not fear. And follow the directions of the experts who know what they're talking about and can give you good guidance as to how to navigate through these particular turbulent weeks and months ahead of us. That's it for today. I hope that will have helped some if you're feeling stressed about the coronavirus or the stock market or anything else that may be going on in your life. Practice good self-care strategies. Remember, there are some things we can control and other things we have to let other people control. You can only do what you can do to protect yourself and your family. So do that. Until next time, that's it for today. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.